like, you know, as soon as I heard Ja Rule, I was like, oh, we've got to do something about this. So we would, <laughs> we would go to the CD player, eject it, put, and I, I, would, I would go to a party in my jacket pocket. I would have a, like a bunch of burnt CDs with a half hour rendition of Poop Ship Destroyer. And then we would gaffer tape <laughs> to like the CD tray shut. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Alright, cool. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local legends, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today. We've got DJ, podcaster. We've got Levins here. How are you, mate? Hey, feeling good. Feeling ready to relive some beautiful memories. Beautiful, oh, yes. man. Uh, excellent. The and, uh, Upper North Shore. Yeah, Upper, upper North Shore. The Upper North Shore. <laughs> anything, anything upper than that is, is coastal town. Yeah, it's, uh, low, it's lower Central Coast, really, in yeah. a way. Yeah. <laughs> Borderline. So Hornsby area. Hornsby's in particular beautiful yeah. hornsby i grew yeah. up um in normanhurst and then warunga and waitara and they form the the lower part of a beautiful diamond and at the tip of that diamond is hornsby beautiful man excellent i love, it. I, I love uh, hornsby it's uh, i used to live in newcastle it was traveling to sydney it was the first train station when you were in fucking sydney you know you, yeah that's the big right. one it's, it's and the reverse when you're leaving. You're like I'm leaving Sydney, you know. I'm heading to the, the wilderness now. But uh, yeah, so what was it like going up there? Uh, it was beautiful. Um, I'm not, I've, I've already overused that word, but uh, <laughs> I know you, you used. To, I don't know if you do it anymore. You used to like have everyone cho- like choose a, a drink of choice that sums up the area. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, obviously, we're recording in separate rooms, which is yeah. tragic. But I, I did consider trying to put together like a care package to send you that contained a Woodstock, a Raspberry UDL, yeah. and they don't make them anymore, but my drink of choice was um, when, I, when, I, when I graduated to beer. I remember like being in like year 10 and someone being like, fucking the, the, the way you'd learn, teach, like, teach yourself to drink beer is you've got to be already pissed and then you just got to scull a beer. And then the next morning <laughs> you wake up and... And you crave beer, and then you then you like drinking beer. And I remember being at like at a house party in Taramara in like ninety nine two thousand, and doing exactly that. Like I'd, I'd finish my four UDLs, and then I someone someone passed me a throwy of um of VB, and I and I sunk it. <laughs> and the next morning I was like, oh, I could go another one of those. Uh, <laughs> That's exposure therapy. For yeah. beer. It's like a, it's a spoonful of sugar from the UDL m- helps the medicine go down. You <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more than just one spoonful. But yeah, so throwies of, of VB because they were like, that was like the cheapest shit we could get. Mm. Um, but then there was also like all those weird beers that you could get that were like, they would, they would have like European sounded names, but they were all made in like South Australia. It was yeah, like Bavarian. Yeah. Can you still get Bavarians? Yeah. And like Oettinger and shit. Oettinger yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. was yeah. my jam because uh, you go to a house party and I my theory was always just bring the weirdest fucking beer. Because one, <laughs> Cause no, no, one, no one would yeah. want to drink it. But two, the problem is you bought a, a, you know, a slab of VB or something and some other pricks drinking VB. You can't, you're like, maybe he brought it, you know? Yes, uh, Maybe course. he's got his own thing. But you, you're at a house party and you see someone else drinking Oetinger. You're like, that's case closed. You've stolen my beer cut. No one else is drinking this shit but me. So you just, I just drink this horrendous Aldi Oetinger beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. but when I was fancy, when I had $35 to my name, and we're going to go through all the various uh, Hornsby occupations that I had in my, in my teenage years <laughs> that allowed me this, uh, this luxury, um, I bought Tui's Pills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Tui's pills. They were like a brown, a brown, brown bottle with, yeah. with just like a white text printed on them. There was no mm. label. You yeah. wouldn't get, you wouldn't get accused of being a virgin or whatever. It was like the, the thing if you peel the the the, the, the sticker off. Sexually frustrated. Off, sexually yeah. frustrated. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I mean, if we're I fucking still, teenagers. Of course, that. we all are. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of but, eighteen-year-old kids at a party and like, oh, look at this guy's not getting enough sex. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. everyone here. Yeah, it's right. Just be like, I'm Man. drinking a drink comprised of ninety percent sugar as well. Yeah, just and, <laughs> and there there are two people in this entire party who are not sexually frustrated, and they're the weirdos that have been dating since they were. 13 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been I've been like in my 30s at you know a barbie 
barbecue for like a kid's birthday, like peeling my beer. And then I've had the thought, man, I hope no one here thinks I'm sexually oh, yeah, frustrated. A four-year-old <laughs> calls you out. <laughs> Stay away, Uncle Drew. <laughs> Go jerk off at home or something, mate, before you come in. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, very man. funny. I um, I wanted to give us a quick rundown of history of the name Hornsby. I don't even know, know, know this. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a bit of an interesting story. Um, uh, back in the day, uh, let's go back, Bush Bush Ranger days. You know, so there was a gang. Uh, there was a gang uh, in Western Sydney, uh, and they were called uh, the North Rocks Gang. Uh, I think they were from the area of North Rocks above Parramatta. That, or they just really liked north in general that, that's actually I, where i live now i'm very close really? to north rocks yeah north yeah. rock well watch out for the north rock gang uh, maybe i'm in it maybe i'm the head of it <laughs> so the north rocks gang were kicking around doing all sorts of bush rangery shit and there were two constables who were out looking for him a constable horn and a constable thorn they were a dangerous duo okay and they're out looking for the gang and, uh, Sounds like something, you know, some Alice in Wonderland fucking yeah. character. <laughs> it does <laughs> seem like they just got paired up because it's like, hey, Thornhorn, <laughs> best buddies, you know? Yeah, uh, and you didn't have improv troops back then, so it was <laughs> become a bush ranger instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so you then, said that's all you reckon you guys would all be? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Without stand up comedy, it's a life of lawlessness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they were tracking them down and uh, they found these two guys bang uh, so Horn uh, shot him bang dead Thorn chased the other one tackled him and arrested him and the governor was so pleased with that he gave them both a patch of land uh, What Thorn's land became Thornley oh I love Thornley and Horn's land became Hornsby um, but here's the here's the here's what? the wrinkle. I'm so, it's so tragic that it wasn't called Hornsland and Thornsland. Yeah, yeah, that's so much better. I don't <laughs> Imagine know. Imagine living think... near Hornsland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're peeling a lot of fucking vinyls, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, I'm in Hornsland, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> that's you that's what today? you'd say. Oh man, I'm getting off at Hornsland today. Uh, <laughs> that's what uh, I'm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, uh, the red, red ferns when you when you pull out before you come while well, having sex, <laughs> and horns lands when you just come in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Drew Thornley did it. Thought, yeah, Drew. Drew is definitely guilty as charged. Thornley is still Thornley. Horns, horns land, horns. B became Hornsby's place, and that was known as that for a while. But it's not where we think of as as Hornsby, because basically what was happening, Hornsby was a little suburb hanging around doing its thing, and then they needed to build a train station uh, to connect uh, the main line to the North Shore line, and uh, that was just built, so from St Leonard's, and the best place for that was a bit north of what was known as Hornsby, a place called Jack's Island, which. From what I can gather, the only reason they called it island was because it was like surrounded by bushland and it just right. very not an island. And uh, the reason they called it Jack's Island was apparently a lot of people called Jack live there. Which is like <laughs> <laughs> a very weird way to name it. Yeah. This will probably hang, it'll normally be a predominantly Jack place. If that, that, we if can that was Horns, uh, Hornsland, like, you know, they call it Jack Island. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. jacking off there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jack's Island, they built the station, but they're like, we can't call it fucking Jack's Island station. That's embarrassing. So they called it Hornsby Junction. And that's the station we know of as Hornsby today. So south of that was this other town called Hornsby. And that was a that was how it worked for a little while. And then all of a sudden, the, the little village called Hornsby decided, like, we want our own fucking train station. So they built them a train station. But then the, the train line was went from Hornsby, next stop Hornsby Junction. Everyone's confused. Everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? I'm getting off at Hornsby. Where's the junk? You know, I'm getting off at, I want to be Hornsby. Why is everyone called Jack here? You know, where's this place? You know? Where's the so, Where's the sea around the island? Where's the sea? Where's the island? <laughs> Everyone's you know, peeling you know? their labels off their beers here. It's weird. <laughs> Trying to jack off at Hornstown, you know. <laughs> so and, uh, there's a guy jacking off at Jack's Island, and um, so anyway, they were like, "You got to change your name." And they're like, "We're fucking, we're the original Hornsby." And they're like, "Nah, you got, we got the signs made at Hornsby Junction. You got to change your name." So they changed it to Hornsby South for a while. It doesn't work. Everyone's still confused. So they're like, "We got to fucking change our name." So then they go, "Let's just name it after some random guy in the town." So they name it after they find a guy in town called Norman Self. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they changed the name of the town to Normanhurst. Wow. This so is like a history of everywhere I grew up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Man, so Nor- if, you're, if your name's Jack at that point, you're fuming, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was right like, there. And Norman's self was just, it wasn't like a guy, it was just a guy who was still at the pub. Like, he was just like, yeah, I guess everyone loves Yeah, we all me. like Norm. Norman. Yeah. And Norman, but these are the things I thought, you know, maybe he's a really great guy. But uh, Norman uh, actually was against the naming uh, naming it Normanhurst. Uh, not, he, he, but he, he just didn't like Hurst, which is like an old English suffix, which meant hill. He much preferred going with St. Normans, <laughs> <laughs> which he suggested would have been more elegant and suggestive. <laughs> it's like kind of, it was like, I don't really think you're a St. Norman. You fucking doing well to get Normanhurst, mate. Yeah, ca- can't like, we call it Norman's Island? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Norman. There's not enough Normans. <laughs> you're the only Norman. <laughs> So uh, that's so um that's the, the famous Hornsby train station is where the um the old pub is right the uh the railway hotel mm-hmm. that's right you a, you, did you uh frequent that place is that like the go to <laughs> pub or yeah so I mean the I guess the, the the biggest pub in that area that I used to go to a lot that was kind of our our high I went to a high school called St Leo's the Catholic co-ed school. Um, and we, so we went to the Blue Gum, which is like Saint, Saint Leo's, not Saint Norman's. No, no. <laughs> Le- Leo, probably just some other random dude from. Uh, <laughs> could have been called Leo Hurst, Leo <laughs> Hurst High School. Um, but yeah, we went to the Blue Gum a lot, um, and then yeah, the old old pub, the Railway Hotel, um, and the Hornsby RSL. Um, and I mean, everyone has the same stories of just you know being at it, you know, with their high school mates. I was the youngest um, in my year. So I've in, in every single one of those pubs, I have sculled a beer as someone was IDing me after I'd been there for three minutes <laughs> and, and then run away. Um, but no matter where you would start um, any of those pubs, you would start a night, you would end the night at a, at a, at a beautiful spot called Magic Kebab. Oh, oh right. I love this. <laughs> and Magic Kebab is the only place in Hornsby that stayed open past midnight. Um, mm. It is uh, a shitty neon lit kebab store. And um, to my surprise, it still exists today. Um, and um, I, I went to the, the Google um, reviews page, mm. straight to the one-star reviews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one's from six days ago. Um, <laughs> have you ever had to order Maccas after ordering and having a kebab? This place will make you do that. Surprisingly <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> It's, oh, Six this is days not old. magic at all. <laughs> this is just a regular shit kebab. <laughs> all the pubs are closed. He's choosing that for dinner voluntarily. I feel like there's, there's not a lot of incentive for a kebab shop to innovate and become, you know, above standard if they're the only place open. It's like, what are you going to do, dude? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, not, no, this totally. is going to be, this, I, I'm not changing the meat. You know, there's no one <laughs> next door that's going to take my business away. So I feel is like magic any... Ke- Sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, just say like it's, it's fucking like it's you need to have two kebab shops next to each other. You need a bit of fucking competition. There yeah, was a, kind of a brothers that. kebabs up the road, but I think that I don't think that exists anymore. So Magic definitely won. Yeah, Magic yeah. priced them out. Yeah. Um, is Magic Kebab near the railway hotel? Yeah, it's on Station Street. Because I think I think either that store itself or somewhere nearby used to be. A, uh, a hot dog stand in the 80s because all the memories I found of people um, just in like a, you know, do you remember Hornsby When Facebook group? And it's just <laughs> every like two months, someone will post a photo, like an old photo of that pub and then just all these, you know, gray haired people being like, yeah, used to cut a rug there when in the 80s, had a few nights there and everybody mentions this hot dog place. And then I found some post where someone was like, oh, that, that was my dad's hot dog place. And everyone was just losing their mind for this hot dog place. <laughs> that's actually my, you know, that's my background too. I used to have a hot dog restaurant in Sydney. Um, really? Called, called The Dip. Yeah, it was. if you ever went to the nightclub, Good God Small Club. Yeah. Um, I ran the kitchen in there. So hot dogs, even though I did not grow up eating them, I, I was a magic kebab man. Uh, I did end up, you know, spending a lot of time making hot dogs in Sydney. God damn. There you go. Carrying on just- the Hornsby tradition. Yeah, absorbing, unknowingly. Absorbing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, absorbing just the, the hot dog vibes of Hornsby there <laughs> in your blood, you know? Yeah, and one, one thing that they um, really pushed at, uh, at Magic Kebab was, you know, you don't have to commit to a full kebab. So they, they sold kebabies, um, which like is it. like 
a, a small kebab and so everyone in at my school was just grown accustomed to calling little kebabs kebabies <laughs> and i remember like the first time being pissed in the city with our with our mates and we went into an actual like kebab joint there like maybe like fatima's or something like that in the city and uh my mate ordering a kebabie and the entire kitchen staff laughing at him (laughs) 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 it sounds like a bougie like cafe thing that you get you know like a baby chino you know what i mean like i want a kebab and i better get something for little madison as well (laughs) you know get him a a little kebab i think that's what went wrong with that uh one star review the guy got a kebab that's why he needed the maccas afterwards Uh, I love those little places like that. So the the so was it Railway Street? Was that where the action was? That was all the the, the pubs were Station there. Street. Station yeah. Street. I mean, I thought yeah. pretty much every every street around the, the the train station is named Railway Street, Station Street, like train <laughs> train place. You know, it's, it's, it's a very as you as you went through, it's a very part, important part yeah. of uh, Hornsby yeah. history. They, they the learned not station. to confuse people with the Hornsby Hornsby South. Yeah, thing. Like, <laughs> where the train station? Not the fucking Norman's Town. You know. Um, I wanted to talk about one of Horn. Hornsby's favourite sons, um, Australia's original uh, Larrick and Ginger Meggs. No yeah, shit, really? Yeah, yeah. so basically the history of, of um, the bloke who made it, Jimmy Banks, he was born in Enmore, family moves out to Hornsby, and that's where he grew up, and um, it sort of started, he was just a cartoonist, he was a bit of like a jack-of-all-trades, working in factories and stuff, and sketching cartoons, and uh, he was approached by this um, newspaper uh, editor who wanted him to do a cartoon called Us Fellas and it was the, the main character was this chick called Gladys Gladsome oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really and worried about any main chick called Gladys right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, are, we are recording at like at like 20 past 11 uh, so <laughs> yeah. we, we could exactly. all be like hideously disappointed at, the, at the, today's COVID <laughs> yeah. together if well, you want normally when I'm disappointed with numbers with this podcast it's for a different reason so. <laughs> <laughs> not this episode baby <laughs> no, no, gotta take off um, but that was the original pitch was these these group of young sort of knockabout lads would get themselves into all sorts of strife and then Gladys would bail them out in the end that was, that was <laughs> um, and and this and Ginger Meggs was one of them originally Ginger Smith was one of the kids and um, for whatever reason he became the popular one and uh, and Jimmy just sort of was like got rid of Gladys it's all ginger but um everything in there was Hornsby and all the locations like the, the, um, the strip itself, like the kids would be at shops that people were like, they could read ginger Meg's like, you know, uh, cause a mischief in some fruit shop, but it was actually the shop and like running around stealing fruit from orchards and stuff. Ginger throws up outside magic kebabs. (laughs) (laughs) Ginger leaves a one-star review. (laughs) That's bonkers because I I actually had a Ginger Meg's like like poster on my wall. It was a big framed thing that my dad got from an art gallery, Um, like an artist interpretation of Ginger Meg's, like a Nimrod, I think that was the name of the artist, uh, on my wall growing up. I had no idea that he was a a Hornsby creation. Yeah, Yeah. he's a Hornsby local. I didn't realise as well just how like, because I would read Ginger Megs, but in the you know Sunday Telegraph or whatever. What the when fuck I was really did Ginger Megs do? What was his What was his thing? He was yep. just. He was supposed to be like a larrikin, and he because he said like, "Crikey!" People were like, "This is us!" You know, they loved him. <laughs> <laughs> he played cricket. He always he wanted to play cricket. cricket. He met. It was Don peanuts, Bradman. right? It was like a very similar to just Charlie Brown. Like it was no. It was just uh, a kid. Similar, but like Charlie Brown's a bit of a fucking. Depresso little bummer, you know. Ginger oh, Megs is <laughs> Charlie Brown Ginger has Meggs depth. Is mad <laughs> <laughs> Remove yeah. all shading, please. <laughs> um, I can't talk too much shit because uh, again, and this could be Hornsby influencing me unknowingly, but I also now I'm a kids book writer, and um, <laughs> Penguin put out my books, and also Penguin Kids Australia put out the new Ginger Megs books. So, um, in my opinion, a, a better character than Charlie Brown, and I've always said that. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, Charlie Brown being like perpetually depressed, kind of there's a little like link with Ginger Megs because he went around the world, like in, in France and his name's Piero, uh, in fucking... Hold on, I mean, they just renamed, like, is that doesn't translate 
Piero. That's yeah, just, that, but that's just what they called him. They just gave him a new name. Yeah, just yeah. to give the fucking name France. What's wrong yeah, with the, yeah, the French French don't have a, a, a word for the, the a, a word for the word red. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In South America, he was El Pibe Ariana, the little that's boy cool. Ariana, which Ooh. is pretty. That that sounds way cooler. Yeah. Um, but he, someone, I think it was in. Um, uh fuck where was it in portugal uh because he on the side of his um billy cart it says come on the blues which i i can't i don't know why because state of origin started in the 80s and that's the only blues i'm familiar with but i don't know it was like a cricket an old cricket thing or whatever um but that was translated come on the blues was translated in portuguese as bring on the miseries. <laughs> <laughs> As a Charlie Brown sort That's of a Charlie influence. Brown for sure. <laughs> That's um, sick. Yeah, yeah. Bring on the miseries. But Just a like picture of a t-shirt with his face on it. Bring on the bring miseries. Bring on the miseries. <laughs> yeah, you should get him Calvin style pissing on Charlie Brown as well. <laughs> <laughs> but he was huge, man. I didn't realize like in the comic he met Don Bradman and he like attended the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And it was like <laughs> that's just uh, in the yeah, comic too. <laughs> he won an Academy Award uh, in the comic. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like if I drew a little stick figure of myself now getting the award for best podcast in the world. It doesn't Don Bradman doesn't it. have to lend his voice. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. Like he was such a cultural. Like it, it was front page news when he came to Adelaide. Like into like the the comic was published. It was front that's page a, news that's of an the, Adelaide. That's on a, the page. That's, an ins- <laughs> that's just an insight into Adelaide. What's going on there? I think you know. But uh, um, wow. And apparently, when he there was a big um contractual dispute with the original guy um because it went from page one to page three, and the cartoonist was like, "Well, I'm not having that. Like, I'm breaking my contract with this newspaper." And it was this huge like spat that is still like cited to this day in contract law it's like a massive um, precedent case and when he when he switched papers the paper lost eighty thousand subscribers like he brought them over wow. just because people are like we love ginger megs man like bring on the misery bring on the misery fellas did you get the, the uh the, the the text alert on your phone more no. than 300 cases today oh wow. we yeah. did it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> Fucking Gladys Gladsome. Yeah. <laughs> Let us down again. God damn it. Um, I so I'm, t- I'm sending you guys quickly just a. I, I, I was just scrolling through oh, my please. entire Instagram feed like a complete psychopath, but I, I found it a couple years ago. I was in Hornsby. And um, I was ordering like a, a burger in the in the Westfield food court, and in front of me, in the line in front of me, was this bloke. I've just sent it to you in the uh, in the chat. Yes. Um, Perfect. I, had to, I had to take a photo of his t-shirt. Uh, because it was, it was very special. <laughs> yeah, this is great. So Hold it on. says, uh, no matter where I roam, Hornsby, New South Wales, will always be my home. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's that is good stuff. And the oh, picture of, it's sure. not a particularly yeah. Hornsby-ish uh, photo. It's just a, uh, it's, it's just a map of New South All Wales. Of- <laughs> 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 like, it doesn't even have like where Hornsby is circled not sure or dotted. where it is. Yeah. I know it's home, uh, <laughs> somewhere in there. That's yeah, no, no matter where I roam, Hornsby, South Hornsby, Hornsby Junction, That's that that rules. Because I, I wouldn't imagine Hort. There's a lot of hometown. Like is Hornsby the sort of hometown pride? Like I know that that like Newcastle has a bit of that, and like any town that's sort of like the underdog sort of thing. But oh no, if you have a sports team, I think that's the key. Yes, sports team means not just hometown pride. Generic. Yeah, yeah. Hornsby area. Have, we no. had. We had what I think is is the greatest Australian record store ever, which was Discovery Records, and that was right. where I spent pretty much every single dollar I earned um, cool. when I was uh, in in high school. Um, Discovery Records was like this insane mix of like psych rock and um, just like the, the most insane music collection. Um, and the, the two guys who ran it had like a massive argument um, just as I was leaving high school. Um, and ended up starting two separate record stores. Um, mm. One was called Revolve. I can't remember what the other one was called, but they were they were around like until quite recently. But yeah, like Discovery Records was like a very legendary. Right. Um, uh, is, it, is that store. like um, is that a weird spot for like such a cool record store to be? And was it was it was there a bit of a a scene like that around there, or were people coming from the rest of Sydney to, to, to shop? Yeah, there? no, I mean, if collectors were definitely, but I mean, yeah, that, that was right. like the, the, the kind of thing back then, like in the pre internet internet days, 
every suburb had a record store mm. and like i remember like yeah when, like the big thing for when when we were like had pupil free days or whatever we would go we would choose normally it would be somewhere like glebe or newtown and we would just go to all the record shops there but like yeah we could quickly learn that discovery records was easily the best place in hornsby and it was crazy to have like this crazy selection and it's probably, probably why i became a dj we used to like you know council cleanup days yeah. uh I had a mate that oh. like his thing was like just like riding his bike around, finding old belt drive turntables and collecting them and then like seeing if they worked and then just giving them to everyone. So we all had like three wow. or four turntables at, at our houses and we would use like a band mixer and that would be how we would DJ house parties when we were kids. Oh, so that's when, we, that's when we started DJing and we all using all rec- like weird records from the dollar bin at Discovery. Fuck, that's so cool because when I was having house parties, it was just a bunch of dickheads on virtual DJ mixing the same two songs together <laughs> constantly. It's like, yeah, I've heard the bloody beetroots 15 yeah. times tonight, mate. <laughs> no, we, we, were, we were the worst because we like, we had the weirdest, shittiest, like, you know, like we, we didn't accept so much other people's music taste when, when we were in, we were teenagers, but we had the most like impo- impossible to like get into, you know, psych rock oddities. I love Ween was my favorite band. And uh, I had like all these live bootleg recordings and they had, there's one of their songs is called poop ship destroyer. And um, <laughs> they do a, a, like a half hour long live version of a song called Poop Ship Destroyer, which has like <laughs> fart noises in it. And it's just like the <laughs> stupidest sick, half hour sick. ever. And I remember we would go to parties, house parties, um, most of them in the Hornsby area. And they would be playing like, you know, the the, the early 2000s best of R&B at the time, which I've come to love. Like that's my favorite kind of music. Mm. Um, but at the time, like, you know, as soon as I heard Ja Rule, I was like, oh, we've got to do something about this. So we would, <laughs> we would go to the CD player, eject it, put and I, I would I would go to a party in my jacket pocket I would have a, like a bunch of burnt CDs with a half hour rendition of Poop Ship Destroyer and then we would gaffer tape to like the CD tray shut <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you know people would try and turn it off and get it out but like and it would eventually it was pretty easy but like for all, most people would be like fuck it just let them have this half hour <laughs> let them ruin our party <laughs> these idiots think I'm only going to play it once <laughs> we got three hours left baby six plays yeah That's, I love how you had fucking council that's a pretty good council cleanup collection shit we would get at best a shitty old bookcase well, we used to do council cleanup and just it was just like it was people who wanted to throw stuff out but the bin was too full you would just throw <laughs> yeah. out like egg cards and stuff yeah. you never get anything that good i don't no, know was, yeah record players um amps organs like those big old organs we all yeah. we all had one of those like every single one of my mates had an old organ electric Jeez. organ that we found yeah that rules we gotta yeah, go down to hornsby get a yeah. recording studio built for nothing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, clean up for yeah. us was like as kids was meant going around we'd just grab like a hammer from the shed and it just was like smashing shit smashing the things. things yeah, yeah, yeah just, we'd walk around and like if someone left a you know a chest of drawers or something kick it over smash the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funnest thing in the world it's not really upcycling though I don't know that's what they mean but sure Where, even like because my, my folks still live there and so whenever they put anything no matter how broken the stuff they put out for council cleanup is it doesn't like stay on the curb until council cleanup. Someone comes by with it oh. and picks it up every we, single time. We used to have people, you'd, you'd be loading up the curb and we had quite a long driveway and you'd load up and then you'd go up to the house and you're coming back with something else and someone's already picking through it. There'd be a guy there and it was like, I mean, that's fine, but it's like, seriously, it just, you know, we, we would throw out some absolute rubbish and like, what are you doing, dude? You know, not even, you know, people put the sign on that says still working. Yep. You know, it's yeah. It's like, no, no, that's, no, no. You know, it's not working. <laughs> that's why we're chucking it out. You know? I wanted um, to um, talk about a little local business. I was going to uh, say about, I think, uh, oh, I don't know. Sorry, James, you go. About uh, which local business? Uh, it's a brothel. Oh, um, no, that was not what I was going. <laughs> it's called, well, it's called ma- Magic Pussy. <laughs> can, I have a pussy? can I have a baby puss? Uh, I- yeah, you don't want to say That's that at illegal, that place. actually. Yeah. Uh. So this was back in uh, 2015 or so. Uh, there's a brothel like right near the um, station and right near, I think it's Hornsby Girls High. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Hornsby Council received all these complaints from local businesses uh, concern about this massage parlour that had been opening. And so one of the guys in the building, Ron Smith, he runs a chartered accountancy from the same complex. He says, we've sat there and watched with amazement the sheer numbers that flow through this massage parlour. <laughs> 10 to 15 men a day. Never once seen a woman enter there. And so... Um, Basically, men hold more tension, you know. Women need uh, the massage. (laughs) Yeah. So this place denied, obviously, that it was a brothel. It's like, no, we're legitimate, standard therapeutic massage business. So, but then the council discovered that the business had did regular paid advertisements on an Asian sex website and a local section of the uh, their own local newspaper. So they hired a sex spy to go undercover and pose as an everyday client. Well, how many volunteers reckon they yeah, have for that? Exactly. I think the whole of Jack's Island put their hands on <laughs> that one. And uh, it says then... His Norman got involved. Yeah. <laughs> His subsequent graphic report <laughs> confirmed he was offered and provided sexual pro- services what? at the premises. So then, basically, this is this gets awesome. Yeah, sorry. Go so Hornsby Council then pays a, another private investigator who basically goes round to engage sexual services of the prostitutes there as part of a year-long battle to stamp out, like, sex workers. And, uh, I just need to collect a little more evidence, all right? Yeah. Yeah. I got my dick sucked a hundred times <laughs> to bring yeah. down sex workers. But as part of this, basically... This guy's like, funding they, the operation. It, it, it gets even better. So, basically, Hornsby has their own guy... And this is going around in the news. And then it's revealed that there are at least 10 metropolitan Sydney councils who've hired a small band of middle-aged male private investigators to have (laughs) undercover sex to gain evidence that will close this down. It's the greatest scam of all time. Yeah, it's just, you know, like a heist movie where they get the posse together? It's just that. I saw this in a Ginger Meg strip once. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Kelly and Ginger getting jacked off. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, so a bunch of guys all meeting. The the usual Ginger? That's right, bring on the misery. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hand job without lube. (laughs) Come so, on, the blues, bring on the misery. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got this crack team. Of, I love how it says they're middle-aged men as well, which does imply that they're all miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just found them outside Magic Kebab. And um, so they eventually... So this guy, he gets the graphic sexual service. He goes back to the council. The council thinks they have enough to shut down this brothel. So they take them to court, right? And the brothel pleads not guilty. They're still being like, nah, we're not a brothel. We're a standard massage parlor. We don't do that. And the court found in favor of the brothel and got the local council to pay the brothel $100,000 because there is a little, like, the best legal technicality loophole is that (laughs) There is one worker who was providing sex there, but the definition of a brothel has to have more than one prostitute using the premises at any time. So because there was one sex worker versus two, the council lost a hundred grand to this brothel. Oh my god. After paying for a year of fucking dudes get chapter. So again, the article should we, should we with, look up the definition of brothel before we start this? No, let's just start getting <laughs> no, jacked off. Yeah, no. The mayor team's like, no, 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 no. We don't need to do we that. We don't need to get into the, the weeds of this law here. We just no one from Hornsby Council was peeling their beer labels off for a while. The article finally ends by saying the landmark ruling means that New South Wales local councils will be required to pay for multiple trips to suspect businesses in order to get the necessary evidence to close them down. What a bittersweet fucking loss for the <laughs> yeah, council. So like, what's not all is lost, gents. <laughs> we oh lost the battle, God. not the war. And there's going to be... I am volunteering for the next phase of the war uh, <laughs> on the front line. Yeah, it's just oh, we want you posters. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. I love that. I love that they just yeah, can't... Yeah. Speaking like, uh, yeah, sorry. Well, well, speaking of the Hornsby Council, uh, a little thing I forgot in uh, the Ginger Meg's history was that one of the first councillors for the Hornsby area and one of the longest serving, I think, was uh, this bloke, Charles Somerville, 
who was the um the model for ginger megs like the the cartoonist guy was friends with this guy growing up and everything about ginger megs was based on him so he's this like you know this uh little larrikin kid um always getting into mischief bit of a cheeky little troublemaker uh and charles somerville looks like this <laughs> Spitting image. It says larrikin. This also says it doesn't even look like he's got red hair. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm but reading it, a ginger mix. It yeah. um it provided one of the cringiest things I've ever read. This was published in the Sydney Morning Herald six years ago, and it was um the daughter-in-law of that guy of, of uh, Charles Somerville was like um trying to claim that Ginger Meggs was a liberal voter. So she, so she goes, she, she goes, um, uh, because of this Charles guy, um, it was based on him and this, this Dolores Somerville said, Charles uh, came from a strong working class family and originally voted Labour. But as Charlie grew older, he came around to the liberal way of thinking. And so she's just trying to rewrite this stupid cartoon. Just to be like, yeah. And then she tried to say, when I see young Matt Keane around town, who's like the minister of, I think, like energy and the environment, I, I just, uh, he reminds me of Ginger. His shirt sleeves are always rolled up and he's always on the go. It's like that's the cringiest fucking shit I've ever heard. Yeah, all all the new Ginger Megs books are about property investment and (laughs) franking credits. Ginger Megs. Yeah, Ginger Megs is always (laughs) anti-vax. Have you ever seen Ginger wearing a mask in any panel? No, absolutely not. Uh, I wanted to. I think Jay, you had some stuff about uh, maybe uh, one of the reasons why some of those record stores might not be doing so much business as the Westfield there at Ornsby, which I assume uh, was a was a big local haunt, right? I've worked at two, set two separate businesses at Westfield Hornsby. Yeah, right. I, I had, uh, I don't know if you guys know, this is just a little quick story, is uh, there was a record, world record set at Westfield Hornsby Mall. Uh, Most hand jobs dished yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you'd members. want a hand job <laughs> maybe off this guy, because listen to this record. Uh, Suresh um, Joachim, he's a, he's like a, famous record setter like he just sets weird records and he finds records and then breaks them so he set a the farthest distance run whilst carrying a 4.5 kilo brick in a nominated ungloved hand in an uncradled (laughs) downward position Hmm. he ran 126 kilometers around the westfield hornsby mall basically with a brick in his hand that he had to carry like that ungloved and that was the record that this guy set i don't know why he did it that uh, sounds like someone like trying to start a riot and then the cops like what are you doing and he's like got a brick in his hand he's like no i'm setting a, the old ungloved brick record have a look at this can you guys see this guy and he just sort of walks around and he's just walking around the fountain there can you oh, guys we're gonna talk that? about that fountain in a minute don't worry yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just walked around the fountain for 126 kilometers with a brick in his hand why did surely he could have just walked fucking 200 meters with those parameters yeah, i don't know i don't know if he was trying to just absolutely demolish the record or someone else had done 125 and imagine if you'd done 125 and you're like well i got that record and then this idiot breaks it and you're like fuck oh, you'd be so bad. that's an entire day of walking yeah he yeah. did it was like 24 hours and a bit and, and uh yeah so he did that and that record is set and and holds at westfield hornsby around that around that water fountain just so no hand jobs from fucking suresh because that's gonna <laughs> yeah. be a rough that's a one callous hand. <laughs> i want to use your other hand dude. the glove yeah. stays on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you mentioned the fountain and that is actually the uh hornsby water clock uh, which was unveiled uh, to the public in 1993. Have you guys got an image of, of that to look at? I can pull it up. I, um, I did it see is it. the most fucking insane thing to look at, and it always has been. All, and like, I, like my family and friends were always just so baffled by it. Um, what it is, it's a combination of three water-powered clocks, including a 4th century BC Greek clepsydra, an 11th century Chinese water wheel clock and a 17th century Swiss pendulum clock. Um, it also has a 17 note bronze carillion, which rings automatically on the hour. Um, and it can also be played manually. I've wow. never, ever heard this chime in my <laughs> lifetime. And to my what knowledge, the there's fuck? no way to actually tell 
what the fucking time is on this <laughs> insane thing. Jesus Christ. This is one of uh, Hornsby's big centerpieces. And uh, I, did some, I did some research on the Waterclog Levens, and the reason that you've never heard, seen it tell the time is because it stopped working three months after it's unfailing. You already know, obviously, but let's see if Alex and Drew can guess. What do you think was the reason uh, it, it, it stopped working? Uh, water hit, damage? I don't know. Hit with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> some, yes, some cunt kept walking in the wrong direction. <laughs> Spun out the, the magnets. Uh, no, it's, uh, chicken bones. Yeah, chicken what? bones were, were, were got stuck in the in the drainage, and uh, they oh, had to spend man. years changing the way the water drained to fix it so yeah it, it was unveiled and then you know months later shut down for years oh uh, and, and there was no water going through it and then i remember yeah like in the late 90s it started uh pumping water again but even then like i i, I don't know it, it's it's a it's an eyesore like it's, it's almost impressive how how ridiculous this, this thing it, is it's, it looks it's, like your council pickup pile you know yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, it seems like i can't believe that it's covered it's, in little little stone ornaments of Australian natural, like Australian local fl- um, fauna. So there's like a big bird on it, and there's yeah, like weird there's the weird little creatures all, all around it, and even flora too. There's like an agapantha leaf randomly at the base of it. Um, but the highlight, like my my fondest memories of this stupid clock, is that like once a week, because I used to work every every Thursday night, Saturday and Sunday at Gowings in Hornsby when it was there. Um, and pretty much every single weekend, um, they would have to turn the pumps off because someone would have emptied an entire bottle of, um, of laundry detergent or bubble, like bath bubbles (laughs) in there. And it would just be like, the whole thing would be like pink and foaming. Um, yeah, that was like the highlight of the clock. That's the, that's the sole purpose for why it should exist. And is that, is that like just people eating KFC and just chucking the rubbish in there. Yeah, like, like, no one took it seriously. It cost more than a million dollars to make in 1993. Jesus. Oh, and yeah. this, is, this is like Hornsby money. This is money that could have been spent on, on hand jobs for the council. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, I love how the council, like, we need a clock. And it's like, should we go digital or analog? And someone's like, I got a, another idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got exactly three other ideas. <laughs> three. <laughs> I can't decide between the three. The, so. um, the designer of it, obviously, not too happy that it's fallen into disrepair. And the designer is called a Victor Cusack, and he was going to sue Hornsby Council for not um, keeping it maintained. And I'm it, picturing this guy with like a top hat and like a steampunk goggles on, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic guy who used to hang out three in different the pairs of glasses salon every weekend yeah, yeah, in the yeah. 2000s. Yeah, those glasses. Are three different hats. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he's uh, yeah he he got pretty mad about it um, but the, there's some great quotes in this article uh, one of them is this is some quotes from the Hornsby Mayor Stephen Russell he says as a fountain and a feature it's good and people like it and it works fairly well as a clock it's not good. Uh, <laughs> doesn't work too well. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. yeah. All right. Doesn't work too well. Never has. The best we've ever had out of it is three con- months continuous work. But um, so then this guy, Cusack, he's fired back and he says it's super simple and it's impossible to break. But And he's like, it just, everything runs on water. And so he says that you can't break it. It's impossible to break. But it says, so then this article goes further and says, simple or not, Cusack is the only person alive who truly understands how the clock works. <laughs> and, he's, and he's 78 years old. So it says, with his 78th birthday around the corner, time is running out if the clock is to be restored. Well, not so, apparently. Time yeah. is not running yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, time <laughs> ran out three months after it opened. No wonder Cusack thinks he's 45 years old. Because he's like... Yeah. <laughs> so the, the clock is... Um, the clock is permanently stopped now at 2.23 and uh, basically the council are kind of refusing to get it because they reckon it will cost $3 million to repair and this guy Cusack, the designer still is insisting that it's not really broken. Like the quote from him (laughs) verbatim is, it's not broken. And then all it needs is to be cleaned and adjusted. It's all to do with replacing bits of wire and adjusting this and cleaning it. Which sounds like fixing something that's broken to me. It's, yeah. not, it's not broken. You just need to fix it. 
That's but, unbelievable. Um, yeah, apparently he was considering taking it to court, but uh, the I, I don't know if uh, how far it went. Court but... was pretty tied up with brothel cases. <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going to get a hearing for a couple of years. <laughs> That's unreal. But I yeah, love that. great pit, the centerpiece of Hornsby. Oh That's wow, awesome. I, I like the look of it. I mean, I might go out. Yeah, if it wasn't a clock, you'd just go. Ah, oh, a bit of a fan. Like people would not care. You would just be like, oh, it's a bit of a sculpture. But yeah. the fact that they've got bitten off. To say. It's not just one clock though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's three clocks. It's three three clocks. clocks. <laughs> Man, That's like, zero yeah. out of three. Because this guy, yeah, it's got. Clo- I was just trying to look at the photo, and it's got like time around the actual fountain base as well. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. so elaborate. Where, so what's, what was Did you say Gownings you worked at? Gownings. Gownings So Gownings is like a men's department store There was two in the city And then in the um, early 2000s They got cocky And they thought we'll open We'll expand our business um, and, uh, and we'll open a store in Hornsby And a store in Parramatta And so I, uh, I loved going into Gownings When I was a kid uh, Because they had like like all those like old timey trinkets, like you know weird wooden toys and like those metal steam boats and shit. I was like, that'll be a whimsical place to work. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I worked there for a few years. Um, I should give you my my, my employment history as a teenager. Oh, I first um, I first uh, worked at Chooker's Chicken in Morunga, which is now a Char Grill Charlie's, um, <laughs> and uh, I got fired from Chooker's Chicken for swearing at a customer. Um, then. I and that was a, just, I, 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 that was a sick place to work. I, you got paid nine dollars fifty cash, and I was fourteen. Do you know how fuck, much fucking money yeah. that was? Like my mates fuck, at McDonald's yeah. making four dollars an hour, Jesus, and I'm making nine dollars fifty cash in hand. But that was what that was the highest rate you could get at that at that job. So I was working with like a bunch of like forty year olds who were also getting nine dollars fifty cash an hour. <laughs> well, um, should be what the one the, swearing? What did What'd the customer, say to the customer? Do? Yeah. yeah, and what did they do to provoke it? Um, I, there was like a, if there was like a, a crazy rush, um, and, uh, like every, at the same time every day, if you came in like during the rush period, there'd be a longer wait than usual for your food, especially if you ordered a large chips or large wedges, because in putting such a huge, like, you know, you're putting multiple frozen things into hot oil. It's going to cool the oil down. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anybody soggy wedges. And so I would explain it to the best of uh, best I could. Most people will understand me, but this one woman, uh, uh, extremely South African woman um, was uh, <laughs> was just every time she would come in like every single like I would say maybe three times a week at the same time and would just give me attitude for the same problem that I would explain to her that it's going to take 20 minutes you know to, to get her food and uh, she was you know every day would ask where are my chips where are my chips and um <laughs> Uh, is it okay to do a South African accent anymore? Yeah, that's know, the yeah. only one you can still do. We're, <laughs> we're allowed to do that one. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, anyway, I, um, I, I, it got it, it got too much for me, um, and uh, I was like, you know, trying. I was I was having like I thought I'd have like a big glory moment where like you know all all the staff would be like applauding me like for like oh, finally standing up to this psychopath, and uh, I kind of said like. You know, uh, I've told you, blah blah blah, that that you know it'd be twenty minutes every time, and 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 I, I said it would be another five minutes. Only two minutes ago, and you were like, no, no, it was, that was ten minutes ago. I'm like, no, look, I, I, you know, that there's a timer on here, and the timer's not up. That means you have, you know, you've been impatient, blah blah. And I was like, you know what, you can fuck off. You're not getting your chips today um, <laughs> if you're gonna talk to me like that. And then like, um, she did fuck off. And then I was like, look, walked over to my manager to say like, huh, finally told her, huh? And then he goes, I think you better do the same. (laughs) He got me good. Um, anyway, it then was I ten minutes it. ago. Look at the fountains. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Why can't anyone in this neighborhood tell the time? <laughs> <laughs> then I, I worked at New Zealand Natural Ice Cream. Um, I love that uh, place. Yeah, yeah so for I. one month, I also got fired from that uh, job for swearing at a customer. Um, <laughs> because, Same lady. Uh, no, uh, this was uh, uh, two women. It's always women. I, I had a real problem when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of peeling the label off beer bottles. <laughs> um, just they. There was like a samples policy You could only try um, three And again it was a repeat visitor Who I knew had tried every single flavour But every single Saturday she would show up And request to try all the (laughs) flavours And uh, she asked 
and she would always be like, oh, and, and, and what's this one like? Could you tell me? Oh, I think I better try it. And then she said, oh, and what's the macadamia real, uh, ripple like? And I told her it was fucking nutty. Because <laughs> 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 um, that's a problem. You, you get, when you're a teenager, you, a lot of the time you get, you get, put alongside your mates when you're when you're working oh yeah so it is you're just hanging out with your mates at this stupid job that you hate um mm. anyway from there I, I started working at gowings and i held that job down for two and a half years or so and um because it was a menswear part along with the blokes great <laughs> <laughs> but yeah gowings unfortunately didn't survive to 2000s uh bummer. damn that's uh, brutal and what was after gowings uh, the life of, of, of being a, a DJ, baby. Oh, <laughs> the truth, man. the real shit. Yeah, the real heroes. Are. Yeah, that was like yeah, my yeah. last job in high school, Gowings, and then uh, then then I had no job for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, the dream. The dream. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I uh, I don't know if there was uh, much sort of crime activity in Hornsby, but I did find oh, this article. I, I can tell you about all the gangs if you like. Well, I've got an article here. I don't know if this is just a North Shore thing, but this article killed me. Uh, uh, Sydney, uh, I'll share the screen as well as I explain it. Sydney gang member uh, charged over anti-anxiety pills. Uh, so uh, <laughs> police have charged a Hornsby man they describe as a member of an organised crime gang for allegedly possessing anti-anxiety pills without a prescription in Sydney's north. So I don't know what sort of organised crime you actually have. You're on the hard stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what sort of gangland stuff was happening there? Well, so yeah, I mean, when you are teenagers traveling to house parties every every weekend, the biggest threat to you is, um, yeah, like bumping into random young gangs either on your way t- from the station that you have to get off at to the party mm. and then back, yeah. um, or because like yeah, I, like I don't think I even used a taxi until I was out of school. The yeah, idea yeah, of yeah. getting in a taxi when you're when you're that age was just seems so insane. Yeah, so exactly. you're always walking or. Or managing to get a lift with someone's parents and then pretending that you're sober, um, or mm-hmm. or like you're overcompensating for, for their for their son who is like al- almost passed out after vomiting his guts up um, <laughs> because he, he would pretend to be the bad because he yeah. beer bonged a red bear, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then because you're like you just decide oh I'm just gonna not shut the fuck up the entire time so the parent their parents don't don't realize that their son's fucked, and then you get out of the car and they're like man Levens was hammered tonight huh. <laughs> 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 But yeah, you, some people even got rolled on the trains. Like you would have like people rock up to a party without shoes on, and you're like, "What happened?" Oh, and shit. CFW stood would have stolen their uh, their shoes. Now what CFW was, yeah. uh, was a uh, like I guess a Hornsby Heights based gang, um, Hornsby Heights and, and above. So a few Central Coasties part of that crew. Uh, yeah. CFW stood for can't fuck with. Um, <laughs> yes, I uh, I had a lot of close calls. Bizarrely, didn't get punched in the face once. I got punched in the face in high school. I was just that standard like smartass kid who like was into drama and art, mm. but I guess just got away with never being punched in the face for for being way too loud at situations he should have <laughs> shut up during. And uh, I almost got into got 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 punched by a member of CFW when I asked him if it stood for coastal fuckwits. Uh, <laughs> um, Beautiful. Then uh, Gordon Freedom Fighters uh, from a suburb of Gordon about five 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 suburbs down. Freedom <laughs> the GFF. Um, Gordon I, one of my friends got punched on my behalf. Uh, a very dog act on my uh, but like but they missed. They didn't get me, so they got my mate. Um, because like, I, I what asked, freedom are you are they trying to like exactly you? what happened? I, I said, "Are you guys fighting for freedom or against it?" And they punched <laughs> <Yeah>. my mate. <laughs> like, give us liberty or give us your shoes. Yeah. Um, I, the highlight of a school party was they because they, that's the thing you would one out of three house parties would be like sabotaged by a local gang showing up and just like. Getting into a fight, breaking a bottle, like breaking a window, just yeah. kind of like hanging outside the front of the party, and then everyone just like knows that their presence is there. Yeah, and like what fuck. are you gonna do about it? I remember one time everyone at the party pelting a gang with lemons from a lemon tree, and <laughs> until they ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Get em. Um, But uh, yeah, so there's GFF, CFW, and then SCU, which stood for Sick Cunts United, and they <laughs> actually the most dangerous. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, they're united. So I, <laughs> yeah. we had that at a uh, party in my friend's house once where this gang 
and it was like the same, like high school, just gangs, uninvited. And like, like three of them, like, that was sort of hanging around the front a little bit, that thing that you said. And then three of them just like walked into the house with someone else. And then my mate went up to him and was like, hey, you're not invited. And he's like, yeah, I'm invited. I know everyone here. And he's like, no, you're not invited. And he's like, you want to take this outside? Can't my mate's like, yeah. Well, let's take it outside. So they all walked outside, and as they were going outside, my mate just shut the door and locked it. <laughs> and then they just bashed on the door, and then just outside. Yeah, you've been done by the best there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna go. Home. And they just stood there, and we were like, "They're gonna smash the windows." We were just like, "What the fuck?" And they didn't. They just sort of hung outside. I'm like, "Wow, that's how you defeat gangs. You're just outsmart them like a ringing Tom and Jerry." Yeah, that that uh, I love. I love the gangs coming up with their own. Fucking, I reckon they had like a little meeting to get should we be good freedom fighters or the fucking <laughs> Gordon United. You know, it's like coming up with an A-League franchise Six or something. Six United is awesome. Yeah, yeah. that one rules. That that's was the who most you, That's who you want, want to do a spy to be in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got a guy who, while I'm not part of Six Cunts United, did break the law pretty hectically in Hornsby. Uh, this guy, he's a doctor. He's called Sarong Shitali. Uh, he worked in a bunch of hospitals around that, uh, like in Hornsby and then up the coast. So he was at Wyong, Gosford, Royal North Shore, Hornsby Hospital. The only dealing prob- with a lot, dealing with a lot of sick cunts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all united. Well. Un- ununited sick cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dispersed sick cunts. Um, so basically, this guy, Sarang Shatale, he worked for about 10, 11 years in the public like hospital system. The only problem was um, that Sarang Shatale is a guy that was living in England who had had his identity stolen without even realizing it. So basically, this guy's real name was... um, uh, His last name was Dr. Achiara, and he had lived with this Dr. Shatale in India in the 90s. And basically, over the course of a few months, like scanned all his documents, taken his identity and come to Sydney and been and was like, I'm this bloke. And he used it to get citizenship, but then he also used it to become a doctor, which is kind of a tight wire act. Like if, you know, if you blag your way into the country, I'd be like, fine, I'll work at the Gowings, you know, I'll do yeah. that. I'm not going to immediately be like, also I'm chief of medicine. <laughs> but So he, he worked in hospitals for 10 years and basically a number of doctors after he got busted said that they weren't surprised when when they found out that he got busted but there were never actually complaints against him brought to the medical board uh and basically all patients liked him too they were like yeah he's a good bloke and they they interviewed a bunch of patients a bunch of doctors this guy never actually did anything like as crook as dr death shit like he he was dim bold but he never like hurt anyone basically and uh, there were interviews with his supervisors in the Central Coast who identified gaps in his clinical skills, but they said he was certainly not the worst doctor they'd ever seen. This is this guy with no <laughs> formal qualifications. That's not a good sign. It would be so yeah. good if the, if the article then went to name a bunch of doctors that they thought were worse. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you guys watched House? <laughs> And this guy also, he got performance reviews at Manly and Monavale Hospital, which described him as above average, which is terrifying to think that hospitals have the same performance review system as any shitty job. But they say he was uh, proficient at carrying out procedures and he was valued by the nurses. But um, he, after, he never got found out why he was working at the hospitals. He did his 10 years at hospitals working as a doctor. People said he was supervised a lot, but he got away with it. Then he left and he went corporate. Where he took a job at AstraZeneca. So uh, do you read, do your research, everyone? <laughs> on, on, on anti-clotting techniques. <laughs> <laughs> then he oh. um, he eventually went to a place called Novatech, who found out, and they found out by just like looking at his resume, essentially, and being like, "This doesn't make much sense." And then they made him sign a declaration saying, like, he promises that everything on the resume is true, and he was like, "Yeah." And then they kind of busted him and he fled the country, left like a gigantic house that he brought with all his doctor money. But my favorite part of all of this, and this is the part that relates to Hornsby, they were doing like a back history of him to try and find out like if he'd hurt people or like what deceptions he'd caused. And they found at Hornsby Hospital, there was a lack of employment records relating to his time. 
so they couldn't look into his deception because in February of 2017, a possum broke into the ICU offices and damaged all the documents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. It's like Breaking Bad. The doctor probably, you know, he brought them in himself. Just had a lorry full of possums and was just like, I've dumped these fuckers. The walls are closing in. I got to get any. I got to get my records. Hornsby's answer to magnets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, I did see that there was some Hornsby thing with possums that pissed all over the roof and stuff like that. They must have some possum problem there. Yeah, we got a shitload of possums. Yeah, yeah. Just pissing on the hospital and damaging the records. Brutal. Um, Jamie, you want to hit the last questions? Absolutely. So, Levens, if someone says, hey, I'm coming to Hornsby for a day and I need an itinerary, I need something to do morning, afternoon and night, what do you hit them with? Okay, so first of all, we're going to want to make sure you book a movie at the Hornsby Odeon Cinema. Don't go to those fat cats at event cinemas in the Westfield. Yes. You want to support the local horrendous cinema <laughs> that only shows one, like one movie a day. Yeah. <laughs> Possums are chewing the screen. Off. Um, yeah. I'm thinking three meals: breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Magic Kebab, and then trying to get a job <laughs> at the local uh, local council. <laughs> yeah. That'll set you for 65 Give you something or... to do at night as well Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of perks Yeah, exactly <laughs> Base salary's not great But oh boy um, and, and, and no one cares if you're late Because everyone No one knows what time it is yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you clock in? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah Three times <laughs> Just like Punching to get wet It was <laughs> Yeah, in, uh, in, in Hornsby The correct way to say the time Is, is in three different languages Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. our Last final question. question is once everything's all said and done obviously COVID's over DJing has gone to absolutely new heights your mixes are all going off all of your podcasts are just cranking it when all is said and done would you settle down in Hornsby? Uh, I mean the fact that my, my parents live there and, and my, my family house rules um, we, we moved into it in like 99 and uh, the kids go to stay there my kids go to stay there this is like the first earnest answer of the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, like just because of my family, my family still living there, then yeah, I'm not totally against it. But where I live now um, in Northmead near Parramatta is pretty much Hornsby. Like that, you know, it's suburban, suburban uh, Australia mm. is, is pretty similar. Um, yeah. You know, this is like, I'm a bit more West now. So there's a bit more multiculturalism. There was a, a pretty distinct lack of that in the nineties in Hornsby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even there, it's, it's diversified quite a lot. There's a huge Korean population, and um, yeah, it's like it, 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 there's actually good places to eat in Hornsby now too. So yeah. if you want a sincere, um, where should you eat? There's a pretty okay pizza place called like Teresa's, and then there's a really decent uh, Vietnamese joint um, just outside of Hornsby too. So you can you can if you want you you go to go to Magic Kebab, ask for a few extra bags, then go put banh mi's from the Vietnamese joint. <laughs> but people will think yeah. you're you're a local. Uh, <laughs> so not a bad place to to, to sort of live these days. No, no, Perfect. just stay away from that damn clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thanks All so right. much, yeah, man. Thanks so much for doing this. You got no, anything any, you got to plug, Levens? Uh, I got shitloads to plug. Please. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I mentioned when we were talking when we were in the ginger meg zone uh that i uh, i also write kids books um and every single one of my books has come out during lockdown the first book uh which is called nelson pumpkins and aliens that's about a boy named nelson who hates eating vegetables but every time he eats one he gets superpowers so uh nelson pumpkins and aliens came out in the last week of march last year just as we entered lockdown then uh my second book in the series nelson broccoli and spies in which Nelson has to eat broccoli to stop spies. Um, uh, that came out when we were, during the Northern Beaches lockdown in January this year. Yeah. Uh, and now yeah. I have a, a new book coming out um, called Nelson Eggplants and Dinosaurs. Sick. Oh, here we go. Um, and uh, that comes out at the end of August. Um, so I, yeah. I, I dare I say that I don't think I'm going to be able to do any, any launches for that one either. But. Yeah. Hey man, don't stop writing sales. books, Levens, because there's, there's <laughs> no, a story. I'm going to say, no gonna say we're plunged into six more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, if you if you want, you can buy all those. They're on like Amazon, Kmart, Big W. They're everywhere you buy books, Dimmicks, um, and uh, penguin.com.au. 
uh, to, to find my their thing there. But yeah, if you also uh, want to hear me on other podcasts, I have three. Um, they're all weekly. Uh, one is called Hey Fam that I run with Angus Truscott. We actually have done episodes about Wonderland and Hog's Breath Cafe in the oh, past. No. <laughs> so we're, we're, in, we're in good company here. Uh, cool. Hey Fam. Uh, and then there's uh, Serious Issues, which is a comic book podcast, and uh, All the Small Games, which is a podcast all about indie video games. Um, and they're all on the Sans Pants Network. Brilliant. So check them all out. Excellent, nice, man. Yeah, oh, and you out. have a Patreon as well, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm also a DJ, which is maybe the most useless job to have during lockdown. Um, <laughs> so I keep myself busy by making myself uh, make two hour-long mixes every single month, sometimes longer. Um, and they're pretty like wildly themed. Like I, I did one that was every song that Spike Jones made a film clip for last month. Cool. Um, and it's not just a playlist. It's like a properly, you know, beat matched mixed. The transitions, I, I put way too much effort into these mixes, basically. <laughs> um, I'm currently working on two that are just taking way too long and you'll know why. They're called 80... 80s pop songs in 80 minutes and 1990s R&B songs in 90 minutes uh, <laughs> yes. and it's Damn. just it's a lot of work but uh, they're really really fun to make and uh, very good to listen to so you can get all that at patreon.com slash levdog l-e-v-d-a-w-g wonderful oh, man that's so cool you need to do a 30s songs in 30 minutes and just just to take the pressure off you know yeah. just like, <laughs> well, I, could, I could do like yeah like zero zero two thousand songs in i've zero, done that oh man thanks so much and everyone yeah. listen yeah obviously just uh all, all the same stuff like subscribe do all that stuff that we tell Chuck you to us do. Reviews. Chuck us reviews five stars and uh yeah follow us on instagram you the video if you're only listening to this on audio we put the video on youtube as well so check that out and yeah anything else we're all good boys thank you so much stay safe thanks everybody see you everyone see you next week